Welcome to another round of G's BBQ&A. Everything barbecue all the time as G's Slow Smoke Barbecue puts Florida barbecue on the map. With us this morning, of course, the pitmaster, Gary Park, as uh, as we start to adjust a little bit here in North Florida to the frigid winter conditions. <laughs> I think it was 49 degrees last night. Hey, that's that's plenty that's plenty cool that's one thing you notice about folks in florida when you get moved here the whole your whole tolerance and everything your blood thins out <laughs> it's, it's been 32 years yeah since i moved from dc down to here and i remember i think my blood thinned out in about 45 minutes right and i just cannot tolerate the cold <laughs> well, Let, the weirdest part though I went back when when I'm when during the uh, move to Alabama last year. Mm-hmm. That's the coldest I've ever felt in my life. I've never had a low temperature of four right for nights on end. Wow! And I'm going all right. Time to pack his do- get yeah. the dog loaded up and head on back to sunshine. Yeah, I tell you, uh, you know, obviously I'm born and raised here, so anything uh, I, I I love the cooler weather. You oh know, yeah, we get so much hot weather here that that I I look forward to the. The cooler temps. They don't have to be twenties and thirties. No, but fifties and sixties is very comfortable. Perfect. It's perfect. That's fine. That's truly fire pit weather, and it's funny. It really is. When the temperature does go below sixty, you'll see Floridians set fire to everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They'll burn couch. Yeah. I need a couch. This one's old. (laughs) You know, we can go rent another one tomorrow. Put it in the backyard. Light up. Oh man. So uh, one of the things too that uh, people. People here, very, something called seasonal eating, Yeah, which uh, I've never been one of those people that needs to have, you know, cool, right. lightweight dishes in the summertime right. and then get into heavier uh, foods and, and thing, you know, chili and what we're going to talk about today, Brunswick stew, yep. which is a, which is, I would say it is a blue ribbon specialty Yeah, that you good. make, uh, you make, you batch make it. You don't, you don't turn it into, you know, make right. 175 gallons, put it up and just pull it out when it's right. time to get cold. Right. When it's cold, you're here at yep. the Joey crack of dawn yep. and you're making Brunswick stew. So I know that let's get first, let's get the story behind that recipe for Brunswick stew. Cause it's not yeah. one of those things you just make. And think, all right, I'm going to put my restaurant on the line right. by putting another dish out there that people yeah. may or may not like. So it's got to be a pretty special deal. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's something, you know, um, it really started years ago when uh, my buddy Johnny, um, he's up in South Carolina now. <clears throat> I know we've referenced with him quite a bit because he's, he's been a, a good influence on some of the stuff that I've done. And, um, you know, over the past years, he's had some restaurants, but... That's one of his recipes, actually, the Brunswick stew recipe. It's uh, He's in South Carolina now. Um, I always call it just a low country recipe. Now, there again, only because of the low country part of South Carolina. Right. Is, is it really there, all there? I don't know. That's what I call it. But um, it is his recipe. I've done obviously taken it, and you can always tweak it a little bit. But pretty much the base of it is everything that he he does and uses you know as far as and it is tomato mm-hmm. base is what i like uh i think there's different variations of it i've tasted some i really didn't care for it's kind of bland to me um more more almost like a beef stew right. style which i don't really i will you know it's okay um but i think this particular recipe is is one of the best ones i've personally taste had and, i agree you know, you know and it's something he and, and this goes back till late 90s Mm-hmm. 90s and when i first was tasting it and honestly we'd go up there you know when it was cool out it was during usually hunting season we'd go up there and stay with johnny and his family and um i can remember him making a batch we'd bring it home man the first time i ever ate a steve <laughs> we'd get home I, he you know we'd go out he liked to 
go and shoot pool or whatever, and we'd come back at you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I know I had two or three bowls See, of there it. you go. It's crazy. Now, it, now, one of the things I like when I go and travel or, you know, sometimes when I move away for a few months and come back uh, is try barbecue from other parts of the country. So I got to experience um, uh, Big Bob Gibson's world famous for their, their – uh, they're, They're white. white sauce, yeah. and which is designed for chicken. Mm-hmm. And I also got to go into uh, Nashville to Peg Leg Porkers. Oh, yeah. Both of They're them good. had Brunswick stew on the menu. Okay. And I can tell you from experience, intimate knowledge of your Brunswick stew, they just can't even touch it. Right. I mean, it's it's one of those <clears> things that's that special, and it's almost like a uh, a chip on, on my shoulder challenge. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you think your Brunswick <laughs> stew is good? All right, well, bring me a, bring me right. a cup. Don't I'm not going to spend the money on a bowl. Right. Bring me a cup. So if I'm really disappointed, I'm not hurt by it. Yeah. And, and you're right. A lot of people, the, it it's it's just kind of there. Yeah. It's not making a real statement. And before anybody gets real crazy and they think that the Brunswick stew that you make is is hot, it's not Mm-mm. hot. No. It's flavorful. Right. It's right. got it's got the right spices in the right places, yep. and it's got a little little something to it where you're going, man, that was good. And you can think ten minutes later, you go, boy, that oh, was good, right? Yeah, right. And which is which is exactly what I think everyone strives for yep. in a dish like that. Or same thing with their chili. Yeah, you know, exactly. I don't understand that. You know, they came up they uh, they've invented a new pepper, hmm. and you know the uh, the uh, um, the Carolina Reaper. I think was the was yeah, the hottest hot pepper <laughs> in the world. Well, this new thing, this new genetic monstrosity that you probably find in Jurassic Park, um, <laughs> is called Pepper X. Oh, and it's got one million times the heat that the uh, that the uh, ghost peppers what do. And I'm sitting there thinking about myself. I don't why, even want to look at it. Why do Why do you do that to yourself? <laughs> why are we doing that? Why are we wasting money on that? Right. When there's other projects in this country that we need to get down to business with. I'm assuming. I'm assuming these things are are made like in the lab. Absolutely. That's and they've been they genetically right. engineered yeah. to be that way. Because you know what? Ain't no way the Lord would have made a pepper no. that hunt. No, I don't even want to look at one. No, I don't even want to think about what it's going to do to me. Let, not only when it's sitting on the plate in you front be, of me. You better eat a lot of ice cream afterwards. But when, yeah, you come on, ice cream. You better have a gallon and a half of milk ready to go. But uh, but it's it's the same. It's the same with Brunswick stew and the same yeah. with chili. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's going to be a real subjective thing for you, right? But gosh, when you when you when you make it and you make it so well. That you've uh, for a couple of days that we've had colder weather here, you right. whipped up extra, and there's the sign in the lobby, and there's the post on the uh, G Slow Smoke Barbecue yeah. Facebook page. Yeah, says come and get it. And people have been coming to get it. Yeah, they have. You know, I make up. Uh, that's one thing I do try to put out there. Is uh, matter of fact, uh, this past week I had I made two batches. Um, you know, the first batch, uh, which I try to you can do, obviously keep everything fresh as possible, mm-hmm. um, and it only lasted like, gosh, I want to be a couple days. Yeah, for that big I mean, pot, it was, it was no time for the ladle to rattle in the bottom. Right, it was no time, <laughs> and then I made another fresh run. I think yesterday, mm-hmm. yesterday morning. But you know, speaking of chili, <laughs> touching on that subject, um, <clears throat> we've done a few chili cook-offs over the years, and um, and luckily we we've, we've we've done pretty well in in a couple of them. And it's funny that you say about the hot because you know chili, like everything, is very subjective. Mm-hmm. Like the stew, the, the the stew and everything. But it's funny because we make two. You got a you got a traditional regular, you know, regular, which is a mild chili, and then you got the hot chili. Yeah. And what's so crazy is um, we'll take both our chilies, 
we'll make on side by side pretty much the same ingredients. Mm-hmm. All we do with the spicy, we add in the hot stuff, whatever we're putting in. I've never won first in my traditional mild. I've won first in hot like <laughs> twice, first place. <laughs> See, I in hot. I don't so, get because I I remember one year I can't eat it. One of those yeah, one of those years I came up to see y'all and you make you know that one of the rules you got to make it there. Cool concept, but it's it's a little tough. It oh, it's very tough. And and I remember I you said, "Well, you want mild or hot?" And I said, "How hot's the hot?" And the look on your face told me, "Son, you well, need to get back home because this is this will burn you." Yeah. And I yeah. think you let me smell it and I was like, "Holy <laughs> yeah. Cow. Yeah. How could I just, I get. And look, whoever eat it was eating it to judge it. Yeah. And we got, end up, you know, first plate. I don't know. Yeah. I went, I don't know if I saw them after that. I'm yeah. not sure where they were. They might have been over in intensive care where they needed to be. <laughs> but, you know, that, again, the, the, it, it is a subjective thing. And yeah. Now, I don't want to give you, I don't want you to give away the corporate secret. And I know right. once someone tells you what their secret recipe is, you're going to sit on it. Right. But there's a few things that by tasting, Mm-hmm. your brunswick stew that you can i like to call it reverse engineer right uh as far as what you what your ingredients are right uh, you know i mean uh, from let you know let's start with the vegetables it's a lot of different vegetables yeah yes yeah, a few and i think it's kind of the base for almost every stew even though i've seen pictures on facebook and other people that were making it's pretty much the same thing with the potato mm-hmm. your lima beans um, you know, or butter beans, maybe, maybe someone used butter beans, lima beans. I think once you get it all mixed in, you, can, you really ain't gonna be able to tell the difference between that particular bean, but that maybe a little bit of onion, mm-hmm. um, corn, yeah. um, you know, you can see that obviously that those are given, but I think it's the base, what I call the stock is might be a little bit different than what I, I guess are tomato base, yeah. you know, of some sort. Whether, That's everyone that I've seen yeah. always has been. Yeah. Is it is a tomato base. And I think after that, it really depends on what other ingredients you want to put in it to give it that profile that you want. And I think that's what the one that Johnny and that I have now kind of separates it. Me, I feel personally, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've tasted a few of over the years of stew. That was pretty good. Um, we've actually entered it in, in, in some contests before where well, really once in the pig jig in Georgia. Um, and, uh, we didn't get first in it. I think we was in the top three maybe, or somewhere up there. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, my my buddy uh, Dennis um, Dennis Morris, he uh, uh, I think he ended up winning or something. You know, and, and the crazy thing is, I taste theirs, and I don't know that I would have picked it, right? If I was judging, and right. that's the crazy thing. Um, I seen this, and I'm like, no, that's definitely mine. Tastes way better, but that's just me. You know, that's just me being subjective on my what I'm tasting. And again, judging and is is judging. There's right. somebody that might be on that uh, on that row of judges that don't know his fanny from first base. Right, that's true. And and you can make the best Brunswick stew in the world, but yeah. if it's going to a dead palate, yeah. or someone who just doesn't have just, that much, you know, desire right. for real flavor, right. You get a good score from him, and that can really take off. Yeah, that that'll balance out with someone who says, "Dude, you got no idea what you're doing." That's right. You one could give you a ten, the other yep. one gives you a five. Right, you end up with a seven and a half. That's right. You know, yeah, and you know, you've judged over the years too with barbecue and stuff, Steve, and you sitting next to professional judges. Mm-hmm. If you call, you know what, if you want to call them that, and then novices, and then there's people they pull out of a crowd. I hate to say it, but right. because they're because you're a, they're a public figure, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. And nothing against that, but what that does is <clears throat> someone that does, in, in my case, if you're cooking in a professional division, um, 
you know, a lot goes into that. Yeah. So you expect that same kind of, I'll, I'll call it courtesy or respect right. of judging that you, that, that, that you, um, I, th- I think that belongs when you're, when you, you know, backyard judging is one thing. But competition, but competition at the highest level. At the highest level you can get, yeah. that's a whole nother ball game. You really would prefer to and, have somebody who's yeah. got some, some hardware proving yeah. that they know what they're doing. Right. To, uh, to be talking about, and, your and food. I just feel that's fair. You know, that's a right. that's a whole other kind of a subject, but um, you know, uh, a lot goes into it. Not that it doesn't in the backyard, right? But they're still learning. They're still doing stuff. When you get to a certain level, you're you're there. So I'll be you honest know. with you. Early uh, first thing, that, well, not first thing this morning. First thing this morning, I had to growl and grumble because I had to get out of bed. <laughs> uh, I went and I got. I'm I'm gonna. I'm this afternoon is my this, either this afternoon or tomorrow is going to be my great experiment. With trying Brunswick stew. Nice. So I got potatoes. Okay. I got onions. Yep. Lima beans. Yep. Peas. Yeah. Oh. Carrots. In, okay. Uh, I got some pinto beans and nice. some uh, garbanzos, some chickpeas. I like garbanzo. Yep. And uh, I got, um, I have, no, no, okay, the, let's just go from there. I have everything sitting right there. Right. What do I start with? Well, um, what I would start with, the, uh, your potatoes. You tell me as far as cooking it. Yeah, yeah. I would start with your potatoes. I don't know what you got. Are you? Do you have in the bag or in the can? Or I got canned, canned diced. Okay, so they're canned diced, probably white. Yep, they're probably white, which is fine. Um, they're probably gonna have a liquid in them. I'm mm-hmm. assuming. So they're I'm, they're probably already blanched. I'm guessing. I think they are. But what yes. I would do, even with those, I would take the can or two, whatever you got in your pot. Mm-hmm. I'd put them. You can do one or two ways. You can either go ahead and probably do your onion. If you're chopping the okay. onion, you, do, you got onion? Yes. So I would do your onion, kind of brown them or whatever, you know, get them brown. Then I would pour in the potatoes. Now, with me, I've done it the other way, too. With the, I just boil the potatoes so I need to blanch them here. Yeah. So I blanch them, get them just to that point of being where they're not, you don't really want them mushy because they'll continue to cook. Right. Get them soft, you know, soft enough that you that you like. And then, but if you fill them with, I put a little bit of water just at level. Whatever mm-hmm. I poured in there, how much I get a water the level with the potatoes. Okay, and then with the onion, potato, I get that boiling and get those where I want them in softness. Right. Then I'll add in the uh, uh, I don't know what base you're using as far as uh, tomato or anything. Oh, definitely, it's definitely going to be tomato. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So with that, then then I basically you got your corn, mm-hmm. and then I kind of I'll be honest, I use salt and pepper, right? And then um, that because of the amount you're cooking, you may have to adjust a little bit. Sure, I would start off with a, just a little, and then you can always add to it after you get it together, taste it, see if it. You can always add probably more salt if you need a little extra flavor, or pepper if you want that little back bite. Yeah, you know. Um, but get you a little bit of hot sauce too if you want that in there. Oh, I would I, only I, use drops. I've got the uh, <laughs> I've got the entirety of uh, of the, Old Bay's there you uh, go. hot sauce, which I really really like. That's gonna be cool. That, yeah. I, I'd be interested and to taste something that. a little bit different. Yes, different, especially with the other ingredients you're adding with the carrots, the chickpeas, which are the garbanzo. I was even tempted to throw a can of them in mine. Yeah, because I like that like those too. It's no different than like in chili. Right. I love garbanzo in my chili. I do too. Um, so I don't see why it would hurt the, in the Brunswick stew either myself. So um, next batch, I might do that. Just make, kind of make it, make it my own. And, um, and, but as far as that, I add all the ingredients, get it going. Um, you can add your liquid. If you got like a tomato juice or something, I'm not sure what you're going to put in there. Right. Add that in there. 
get it all going together. And as far as um, once that gets up to the point of it's hot, even to a light boil, maybe you can turn it down after yeah. that. Get it because it'll start softening everything. Sure. And then um, you know, like there again, I do pork and brisket in mine, so I don't know what meat you're gonna. I, well, the, it's funny that I'm here today because I was thinking about taking <laughs> home a pound of pulled pork. Mm-hmm. And using that because sure. a lot of people make the mistake to think this is something that you need to put the meat in and let it cook and get through. No. Nope. This is one that you had at the back end. That's toward the end because, you know, it's already going to be cooked. It's to the right. end. And, and you, but now I also use a, um, as far as beans wise, I always do, I always use um, baked beans also. Okay. I put in some baked beans. So it's just like the bushes or yeah, fan just, camps? Just, or? Yeah, bushes right out of the can. Okay. Just out of the can. So you pour in and. That's kind of one of the last things you can do too, because they're they're already done. cooked. Yeah, because once you get all that all the ingredients in it, now you're just letting it simmer. It's just like chili. Yeah, you stir it, let it simmer, let it cook down a little bit, and start getting that seasoning all into the meat. No, nope. the- one thing you do is you put the liquid with the canned vegetable. You put them, yeah. put it right in there. Yeah, you don't drain them or rinse them or no, anything like that. I don't. I don't. I don't personally. That's why I watch how much liquid I put in originally with the potatoes. Right. If I put too much in. The pot I've got, even though it's a big pot, I built it. I'm, I made so much before, I literally had to scoop it out and add to another pot. And, and yeah, it was like one and a half by the time I got done with so much liquid. Yeah. Um, but the recipe that I've got originally is designed for a, a, a like quite a few gallons of, okay. of, of stew. So obviously you can break it down a little bit. And that's yeah. what I've done over the years. Now, one thing I'm curious about. Uh, during, of course, you mentioned salt and pepper, and there's a lot of other things that people mm-hmm. like as a spice. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys' dry rubs right. can transfer real well as yeah. a spice for soups and chilies sure. and Brunswick stew. Yeah. Um, you for it, or I mean, you you don't do that. No. Um, in other words, like say my pecan rub, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I've done close to that is like if I was chopping my pork, getting it ready. I might add a little pecan rub to it for just season like I would normally do. Very interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, but now, your, you can see the wheels turning over right. here. Can't now, you? in your case, you got Old Bay. Yeah. Now, traditionally, if you would you buy by adding Old Bay, it may come out to be like a, you know, a, a, a maybe like a seafood. It'll push stew. your brain to thinking seafood. Yeah, seafood stew or something. You know, which. With the, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, with the the recipe that I use and the way I make it, I could throw in some crab. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, some crab in it and make like a crab stew. I, w- I would think That'd about be pretty things good. like make crab or if you want to really go and, and be a rebel, shrimp. Yes. You know. That would be good too. Just, just a few here and there. Now, I've, I've been, my life has been threatened by crazy Cajuns because <laughs> uh, when I make jambalaya, I don't use that. Uh, a great example is Tony Satcheries. Okay. Which is, a, I, I think it's one of the, it's a little spicy for right, me. Right, right. But I think it's real true to Cajun. Yeah. And they, when I tell them that I make jambalaya with Old Bay. Oh. You'd think the whole war is starting over again. Right. Because uh, how can you do that? Well, I said, you know, it's real easy. But you know, just... you're from the Chesapeake Bay area, right, Maryland, um, w- which is uh, very common there. Not from Louisiana, yeah. which they, you know, so there are two different styles as far as seasonings and and regions and so. and, and palates that you grow up with. Right, because I know a lot of Cajun food will light you on fire. Yes. You know, yeah, and uh, sometimes the result of real spicy food is you may not have the most. They weren't 
originally intended with the most premium ingredients. Right. I'm talking about you might be some a lot of Cajun cooking. I think was for people who are catching possums and. You know what? You know, it's funny you mentioned that when we go on our hunting trip in January. I go up to Alabama with my brother Mike, and each night that let's see, we get up there on like Wednesday. I want to say Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken. There's different camps up there, and they've obviously over the years have befriended uh, this this particular hunt that everybody goes on. Mm-hmm. There's different parts they go hunt on, but they stay in different areas of, like, camps and things like that. Um, but one of the camps is Cajun Camp. Oh. They're from Louisiana. Okay. Yes. And um, one of the guys up there, they do all the Cajun cooking. And it might be, you know, they're going to fry fish shrimp they do big thing of gumbo mm-hmm. jambalaya they do it all crawfish pie yeah they do the rice the season and i can tell you it's delicious but some of it i hardly don't eat because it will f- light you up yeah four o'clock in the morning oh my god no yeah. trying to get up and go to the stand i have to take some toilet paper with me whatever <laughs> you stink the deer away and some, and some ice cubes <laughs> deer are probably very grateful for that <laughs> say well we can smell him a block off because you start that, to sweat yeah out. But 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 seriously, on that, I enjoy that experience. Yeah, you know, I really do. Those the great guys, they can cook. Man, they're good. And obviously, we usually take my smoker up, and we do the smoking part on our side. Yeah, well, and they'll I, come over. What so. I'm what I'm looking at, and what I'm probably going to end up. This is going to be part of the recipe that you have, right? And the things that you've shared with me, right? And it's going to be a couple things where I want to do to I want to do to make it my own. Sure, you know sure. because it would be boring for you if I brought in the same thing that you cook right when you're here. Right. If it's a little bit different, you're kind right. of oh, okay. Yeah. Next time you make some, bring me some more. Right. You know that kind of thing. And yeah. I, I think that's that's the kind of yeah. The kind of a bowl. <laughs> I'll give you a cup so you don't. I might have. have a, I might need a bucket, Bubba. Well, <laughs> you know when we get to bucket capacity, I don't, I don't know that I got a pot big enough to go Bucketville. <laughs> You know, again, this is this is going to be the this is going to be like the uh, the first car that Mercedes Benz ever made. Right, it ain't gonna look anything like it will from you know a couple of years yeah. down the road. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited to do it, and I know that our cold's going away for a little bit. Yeah, but it'll come back, and when oh, it comes yeah. back with a vengeance, and it's going to stay chilly for a little bit. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do it again. You know, and then uh, you know a real a real quick segue to chilly. Mm-hmm. The foundation, I guess, is very similar to what you're doing with Brunswick stew. Yeah. It is, yeah. you know. Obviously, you're starting off uh, and uh, with the with the potatoes and in, in the stew part. Mm. The chili, obviously, you brown your meat, your burger, whatever. I made some uh, venison chili; it was delicious. The biggest so, difference, I guess, we're looking at between Brunswick stew and chili is you cook the chili of the meat on the front end of this, right? So you get the flavor of the meat into the onions and with into the everything. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, and, and with the stew, you know, you start off with your potatoes, and the meat goes in toward the end. Because in my case, I use smoke, you know, pork and smoked brisket. Mm-hmm. So in my case, so um, it goes in toward the end. Doesn't need to sit there and cook and just simmers. Once you get all your ingredients, you're basically your base done, your broth, your liquids ready. Yeah. You pour in your meat. And uh, then you can kind of adjust it from there, really. And like you said, you a, little, a little sprinkle of something on top of the meat before you put it yep, into the stew. Yep, yep. You know, kind of put a little bit of a signature yep. stamp on it. Exactly. I've had a lot of people that when I make stew... Or even when I make jambalaya, they don't want me to put meat in it. And I was like, well, the jambalaya, you kind of have to have meat in it. Right. But I get it. You don't want any. And, but with the Brunswick stew, I think it's going to be one of those half-batch yep. where I'm going to make some for, pe- for the people that don't want 
maybe a vegetarian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I mean it's not uncommon, right? And it's I do it as a kind of a courtesy, right? And if you can make something that tastes good that don't have meat in it, right? You know, you there should be a Nobel Prize for stuff like that, right? You know, yep. Because I I, you know, I saw a statistic the other day, and they said the average the average American eats ten pounds of bacon a year. Hmm. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? You can do better than average. Right. You know, step it up. You know, give the pigs, do that in three breakfasts. Give the, you know, give the pigs some purpose. That's another thing that I need to chat with you about my uh, my uh, my Blackstone griddle. Oh yeah, but that's a whole other show. <laughs> uh oh. No, I, it's just you've been cooking on it. I've been cooking on it, and you know, uh, we went out to uh, we went out to uh, hibachi for dinner the other night, and right. I'm sitting there. I was just about to the point where I was videoing the guy. Right. I'm looking at what he's doing. Look at what he's putting in the rice. Sure. What he's doing, and you know what? Nicest guy in the world. Barely any English. Okay. But he went slow enough, and he was explaining to me mm. what he was doing and talking about how, you know, a lot of people make a temperature and make the mistake of oh. when it's time to cook hibachi, you have the temperature. He says a lot of people make it way too high. Too high, right. He says, he says medium. You want to do a, yep. You know, and yep. you'll still get them good and crispy. You right. won't cook them as long, and you definitely won't overcook them. Right. So, right. dude, we've been all over the map. Squirrel. Squirrel. What? <laughs> what? Hang on. Let me get a drink. <laughs> Good Lord, we've been all over the map this time around, haven't we? Yeah. Well, if you're uh, if you're in the Northeast Florida area <laughs> and you see on the on the uh, G Slow Smoke Barbecue Facebook page that there's Brunswick stew, uh, that's another one of those situations where you want to run, don't walk, right? Because it's 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 a special special thing. And again, when you travel around, even if it's just around Jacksonville, to see what everybody else is serving up. Uh, that they consider Brunswick stew. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fun to compare. And yeah. when you realize and you come on board that Gary's is the best around, I've got one of those big orange <laughs> Home Depot buckets. And uh, you can get your own, but I get dibs. Uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's uh, like we've always said about putting putting Florida barbecue right. on the map. I think Brunswick stew is as big a part of Florida barbecue yeah. as the pork, the chicken, yep, and everything else. That, uh, that we cook around here. Make sure you're watching that Facebook page, too, because there are a lot of fun things that are coming up as the as the weather cools yeah. off for the wintertime. We're going to do a chili cook-off and raise some money for good causes yep. around here. There's probably going to be a, a cooking competition for tri-tip, yeah. something like that, and we'll you know gather everybody around. There's a big party room in uh, in the back of the restaurant, too. By the way... If you if you're listening and you have not booked your holiday party yet, mm-hmm. you need to call over to the restaurant and you need to find out you yep. got space and we right. can do it weeknights, weekends. Yep. It's gonna be it's a great room. There's patio access, you have fire pit outside. Yep. No telling what's Good going stuff. on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a nice, very casual, very informal setting, you know, for you yes. to have your holiday or your birthday party or anything like that. Make sure you check out our other episodes. We're actually officially now in season number two of BBQ&A. Check out Gary's uh, Facebook page. Check out the restaurant, G Slow Smoke Barbecue, on Facebook. We appreciate you being part of the show. We'll catch you around next time.